Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski. Iced over this morning. Clouds outside. A little bit of a mist falling down, too. It's 28 degrees in Buffalo. And let's start with the National Weather Service and bring in meteorologist Bob Hamilton this morning. Bob, what's the current weather picture around western New York? Well, there's widespread freezing drizzle right now. The steadier, heavier precipitation we had late yesterday and last evening is off to the east. So we just have very light precip right now, but it's going to continue for most of the day. And as you know, it doesn't take much freezing drizzle to keep things iced up. So that's probably what we're going to see until at least this evening. Yeah, the ice um, and kind of what we're seeing right now, it was amazing to me. I was able to walk outside. There's probably, I don't know, a few inches of stuff on the ground. I walked right on top of it. Uh, Is that what we're seeing across western New York? Pretty much. Most areas picked up an inch and a half to two inches of snow and, and sleet, and then you had the freezing rain on top of that. So it's actually a good thing if you didn't shovel your sidewalks or whatever, because if you did, they'd be a glaze of ice this morning instead of something that you could actually crunch through. On my drive in from Orchard Park this morning to Amherst, it seemed that there's more ice to the south, Orchard Park, West Seneca, Cheektowaga, and less up here in Amherst. Is is that pretty much what you have seen overnight? That That's kind of how we had the forecast geared yesterday. And from, from what I noticed yesterday driving around the south towns, it turned over down there probably around 4 o'clock, and it really didn't turn, say, uh, north of Route 33 until after five or six. So you would have had more ice across the south towns than you would further to the north. Um, Looking at what we can still expect for the rest of the day, uh, what in terms of new precipitation and anything else falling? um, And then when do we see this kind of melt away and and not be an issue anymore? Like I said, it's going to be freezing drizzle for the most part, especially this morning. We'll hit a lull uh, late this morning and during the afternoon, and then the next round starts up late today. That's going to be a mix again of freezing rain, sleet, snow, and that goes over to just snow showers tonight. We don't expect a lot of accumulation, probably under an inch, unless you head over closer to Rochester and down into uh, parts of the southern tier where you'll get some lake enhancement. But as far as temperatures warming above freezing, we don't see that till the second half of the weekend. All right, Bob, thanks very much. We appreciate it. All right. Bob Hamilton at the National Weather Service. All right. uh, Iced over this morning. It's obviously had an impact for a lot of people. And just like we thought, power 
uh, is an issue. About 24,000 customers without power this morning, mainly NYSEG outages concentrated around Cheektowaga, West Seneca, Orchard Park, and Hamburg. National Grid has uh, around 1,000 uh, power outages this morning. South Buffalo, Lackawanna, the main issue there. No estimated time of restoration, but many people without power as expected this morning. Uh, Buffalo Airport checking the flight board there. Lots of delays and cancellations. 20 flights on the departure board are canceled this morning. A handful are delayed. It appears most flights after 9 a.m. are on schedule at this point. The arrival board also full of cancellations and delays. Iced over, extra time needed, um, if not for the roads. The roads are I mean, you're driving slow, right? but they are passable for the most part. Secondary streets, you have a hard time driving through just because of the, I mean, it really, it's it's like a crust. And, uh, you know, if you don't have a car that handles well in the snow, you get caught in a rivet. It's, you know, harder than just regular snow to make your way right. out of that. You might be kind of drifting uh, to one way or the other if you're not careful. So something to keep in mind this morning. Uh, a lot of the roads are in good shape, though, but extra time needed, I think, if you park outside just to scrape off oh, your car. Wow. That alone will take you a while. I um, just, you know, I had to go by and just do the steps in the back really quickly. I didn't know where my shovel went. I had to use my son's shovel. So, you know, me with oh, a three-year-old shovel. just little a little plastic shovel. Yeah, on the uh, uh, back steps this morning. Um, it, that was tough enough. I can't imagine, you know, cars iced over and everything right. else. If you go out there, start the car or something like that. It's going to be a really slow morning. And my commute is normally 25 minutes from Orchard Park. It was double that this morning. And there wasn't traffic. Yeah, that's um, it's tough. Add traffic to it, and it's even longer. Slow go, for sure, just something to be aware of. Um, the good news is many schools were already off, those that weren't, uh, m- many of them canceling last night. So you hopefully don't have that many school buses or anything else right. to watch out for. Well, our winter storm and a heat wave in the south creating a massive temperature difference in the U.S. this week. The southeast record heat could stick around for days. It could be 40 degrees warmer than usual in some areas. Baltimore could see temperatures in the 80s, potentially breaking a record set in the 1800s. And while areas like McAllen, Texas hit 95 degrees Wednesday, the Dakotas were below zero, a 100-degree temperature difference in the continental U.S. Experts say climate change is most apparent in winter months in both high and low temperature readings. It's Jacqueline Lee on a possible 100-degree difference in parts of the U.S. Wow, that's incredible. Cheektowaga police have identified the victim of an early Wednesday morning shooting outside a local bar as 24-year-old D'Angela Williams of Buffalo. Williams was shot multiple times early yesterday morning outside the 33 Speakeasy Grill at 3455 Genesee Street, apparently as part of a fight involving 20 people and gunshots. Chictawaga police say officers responded to the bar four times in the last two months for fights outside and has set up regular checkpoints nearby as a result. Police say this incident is under investigation as detectives work to identify a suspect. About 160 people left wondering what's next after the Buffalo News announced plans to stop printing the paper in downtown Buffalo and instead move that operation to Cleveland. 
WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more on the impact of that decision. With this move by the news, it would impact about 160 employees in Buffalo associated with the printing and delivery of the paper. When union leaders representing workers at the Buffalo News, like John Fletch, first caught wind of the news, it was received in a different way via two separate emails. One from our publisher here at the Buffalo News, as well as the HR representative. The publisher saying planning to move, and the other saying would like to. I had spoke before in saying that if I was to be shocked, that would be uh, very inaccurate because kind of felt like it was coming. Somewhat inevitable. Still, after 38 years of employment, it came as a shock. Fletch is the union president of Buffalo Mailers Local 81, CWA 14169. During a meeting with the news hierarchy on Wednesday, Fletch says their plan, and he quotes them, is they, quote, really want to get out of the print end of things, unquote, media speaking. They committed to the desire of wanting to get this done by October 1st of this year. We spoke on how many several different units here. There's several different unions in the Buffalo news will be affected as some may not. Again, it was very superficial, generic speak as to them explaining their decision. We even posed them with the question, did you do a financial breakdown of it? They weren't prepared to give that information at the time, but that will come via an information request on the union's behalf. More on the future of printing and production operations for the Buffalo News is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. A little patchy freezing drizzle will continue this morning into early this afternoon. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. Temperatures being the low to mid 30s later today with some rain showers popping up late this afternoon. Tonight, we'll have some rain showers mixing with and changing to snow. Winds will increase as temperatures drop into the low 20s, mid 20s on Friday. Windy with scattered snow showers. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist. We're talking about the state's new energy plan with Albany insider Jack O'Donnell of O'Donnell and Associates. Jack, always good to talk with you. Thank you. Uh, You only need a morning like this to think about this natural gas ban a few years from now with 26,000 homes and businesses without power. Uh, There's been a lot of debate. Where does this initiative stand right now, do you think? Well, good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, the, the weather is, again, another reminder of how reliant we are uh, here in western New York and throughout upstate on, on natural gas. Uh, you know, what's out there is a proposal that the governor included in, in her budget. We, we have seen a fair amount of pushback, um, but mostly, mostly from upstate. We have not seen that as much downstate um, or in the New York City suburbs. So the budget proposal has an April 1st deadline. Um, Both houses of the legislature will release their own versions of of their budget ideas over the next couple weeks. Um, And and from there, we'll see how much of a fight this is. But I'll tell you, um, there are a lot of Democrats in the legislature, especially from downstate, um, who support this. That support. What happens when you start to hear Democrats in localities such as Buffalo, and we had one of them on the air here yesterday, start to speak out against maybe not the idea, but against what's laid out here in the budget plan of getting rid of many natural gas appliances, especially talking about that furnace in 2030, right? That's a a big part of this. You wouldn't be able to replace your furnace if it's natural gas powered after 2030 in your home, and that affects 90% of the homes here. When you start to hear even Democrats locally raise their concerns about this, does that 
get the attention of lawmakers in Albany? Well, that, that's what we'll see in these budget submissions, right? Um, we'll, we'll see if either house of the legislature is, has heard them um, or heard them sufficiently enough to, to have some pushback. I mean, look, more, more likely what happens, and, and everybody knows this, and I don't mean to um, say bad things about government, but they set goals, and they set goals a few years out, and then, uh, you know, come 2028, when nothing has changed, there'll be a, a major effort to push those back. Um, but, but if I had to guess, I guess that these things pass this year, and then over the next couple of years, we continue to revisit it and, and see what's happened in the market, see if there have been any innovations um, um, around some of these appliances. Maybe there'll be natural gas appliances that reduce emissions. I, I don't know. Uh, but there's all kinds of um, you know, incredible things happening in this space. But if, if I had to guess today... It's that we're going to see this become law and then we're going to be, um, you know, trying to roll that boulder back uphill. It's almost like, you know, pass it now and we'll figure it out later type of thing. You know, there's a lot of folks in government who say that, Susan. <laughs> I, it seems counterintuitive, though, doesn't it? Because then you're scrambling to avoid this rather than, I mean, not even setting the bar there in the first place. Well, I, I think there's a couple voices here, right? I mean, there there are, are really loud voices from the environmental side of this saying we have to do something um, about the state's admissions, that New York State should become a leader in this space, and, and we want the state to be, and, and this is a good place to, to start. Um, but, but there are also people who will tell you by setting the deadline, they think that will force the market to move um, and, and really cause some um, innovation and, and other investment. Um, whether those things are true, um, a lot of us have our doubts, um, but but some of this is coming from people who, you know, really want to help New York State get better. You know, it, if it is banned, I mean, it leaves solar, wind energy, right, as the backups to electric, which, I mean, I don't know if this has been fully thought out, right? If, if that's suitable enough to be a backup. Well, and the, you know, they're, they're talking about heat pumps in a lot of these places, right? We've seen big advances in, in energy storage, which I think is the key to be able to, to, you know, use solar and use wind, right? What, what one of the big failures now is that um, we can't store a lot of that energy, right? So being able to have um, battery backups, uh, you know, we've got some innovation happening um, in that area here in, in Buffalo and Western New York. And, and that's where I think that, that some of the advocates would tell you that, that some of this will change, right, if it's forced. And if it's not, um, no one's going to change the behaviors and no one's going to change uh, the admissions. But I'll tell you again, that as we let off here, it's, it's pretty cold in my neck of the woods today. I'm, I'm glad I got my furnace going. Yeah. Um, this has been characterized as kind of a downstate versus upstate uh, type of thing from a lot of uh, you know lawmakers and other voices that we talk to. I Do you know that to be the case, uh, you know, without knowing so much about uh, New York City and Long Island and how they deal with things? I mean, is what is there like a lack of natural gas downstate where uh, people wouldn't be impacted or just because of so many renters versus homeowners um does it work that way do you see it as a downstate versus upstate issue necessarily um i 
think it's a combination of all those things. And, and look, part of my practice is making sure I know what goes on in New York City and Long Island to, to help people here, right? So, you know, one of the big factors is that we, we see a lot more environmental activism come out of Fan State. But the best example of this is New York City um, has already passed what's called Local Law 97. Um, they've got much more ambitious um, goals for their bans um, and, and ending any natural gas hookups. Um, so it's already been happening there, right? That law passed, I don't know, something like 16 months ago. Um, and we didn't see the same kind of pushback. We didn't see the, the same kind of uproar. Now, I also think you hit on a good point there that a lot of these folks in New York City, you know, live in a building where the building owner is figuring out how to, how to power that building. Um, and I do think some of those landlords and the real estate owners, um, you know, tried to push back on, on that legislation and, and now are trying to figure out ways to do it. Um, but I think all of those things are factors. We're talking to Albany insider Jack O'Donnell this morning about the state's energy plan on WBEN Buffalo. Jack, you listen to a lot of voices on this. Where are the natural gas companies? Are they pushing back? Oh, I think they're pushing back loudly and, and clearly and, and are going to use whatever tools they can um, to push back on this. Um, I, I think that's very clear. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 